what's up awaken leader what's up i'm in the backyard we are about to holy ghost ride the whip holy ghost ride the whip into the last week of the 25 characteristics of jesus i'm super excited about this so grab your pen paper chisel hammer or just tune in if you are driving and or you know folding that laundry i totally get it just pay attention to the road okay um today we're going to be talking about how jesus is an excellent teacher and shepherd in john 10 verse 11 and we're going to be looking at this from your vantage point okay in the perspectives and the positions that god has placed us in Let's get started. Okay, so I am led to read John chapter 10 verses 1 through 13. I think 14, but let's just Holy Ghost ride the whip, okay? So we're looking at how he, as Jesus Christ, the excellent teacher and shepherd, um, is an excellent teacher and shepherd and me looking at this personally especially coming as an awakened leader um remind you i i lead from the outcomes of my overcomes i'm not here saying that i've been doing this forever that you know i got it all together because the lord knows that i struggle just like everyone else um it's all about going from glory to glory. It's all about growth. It's all about um, if me as your sister in Christ is one or two steps ahead of you and I, you know, scraped my knee coming up the mountain or whatever happened, I'm going to look back and say, hey, sis, hey, bro, like, um, watch that step right there. I scraped my knee. Do you see another spot? Do you see another spot to put your foot or to maybe go a different route or whatever? Okay. That's what I mean by leadership and authentic leadership, because I think so many times we, especially me being raised in a culture and a society and a family of do as I say, not as I do, I'm actually sharing with you the things um, like, don't do what I did. Okay. Like don't, don't do what I did. I'm changing certain things. Like I will say this 50 million times, probably until I'll say it more. Like I'm going to be saying this till I die. I'm, I'm pretty sure like when I'm old and sitting in a bed with grandchildren around me and you know, like, Hey kiddos, like, you know, um, talking about Jesus singing this little light of mine. Um, no joke. Um, I've failed more than I've been successful. Now, let me explain this. Growing up, I always felt like a failure because I felt like hearing, well, I didn't feel like hearing, but I always heard, um, pay attention or you're stupid, or there was always an insult, right? To my intelligence, to anything like that. Okay. And so being where I am today, looking back, I viewed myself as successful if I was doing the things that the people who were telling me th that I was stupid or that I wasn't good enough, um, doing what they did. And what that got me was um, 
debt. It it got me um, educational debt. It got me into. I'm in a like I'm living a life now where I don't use my degrees, and everyone's like, "You should just use your degrees and make money." But the degrees that I have, and the morals and the foundations that it was that it was taught, and all of that kind of stuff, um, is worldly. It has nothing to do with what the Lord has called me to do. It has nothing. I mean, it, it's just it contradicts what my calling is. And so as a biblical mindset and biz counselor, basically, um, helping you connect the pieces to do what the will of the Lord is for your life, right? You have all of these brilliant ideas, you have these thoughts and it's just like, okay, but how is it coming together? I didn't know that the Lord was taking me on a journey which was a windy road, basically, that I had to stay on this narrow path of this windy road because um, I don't know if you've ever been hiking or on a trail. Um, you know, my husband is quite adventurous when it comes to those things, which I'm absolutely grateful for because it gets me out of my comfort zone. But it's there's times where we've gone on like national parks and we've done different things as we've traveled. And it's like we couldn't take a certain path or do a certain trail. For one, I was I'm at, I was out of shape to do that. Like, right. And two, I had the kids with me. And so I had to take all of those things into perspective. Right. Well, one of the things that I learned that I'm so grateful for is that spiritually, as I was going through my educational process um, through the world system, I was not spiritually fit. I wasn't spiritually fit. So I, I've had to, I've had to literally since 2012, it's been unlearning. It's been unlearning so many things. And because of that, it has been, it's been hard. It's been really hard. It's been, um, it's been quite the adventure. It's been humbling. It's been healing. It's been an eye opener. It's been the best thing that I've ever done. Like it's, it's gotten me to the point where I don't regret my past. I regret not knowing Jesus sooner. Straight up. I just had that Paula Abdul song pop in my head. Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to know? <laughs> okay, don't don't judge me, okay? But um, I don't want to sit here and say that this past 25 weeks of doing the characteristics of Jesus has been easy. I've been... Um, going through a lot of stuff. We all do. But I've been countless times saying, I'm I'm just like, Lord, I, I give up. I quit. Like, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm like, I must have leaned on my own understanding too much. I must be tripping. I must be crazy. I must be all of these different things because, like, I mean, 
you're calling me to do these things like and now this new homeschool adventure and all of this kind of stuff and dealing I mean I'm just like I've gotten to the point where I no longer thank God for who he is just because that's the right thing to do or who he like you know it's the religious part like that's long gone um for some time it's I literally can't do this life without him and I don't want to Verse 10, or chapter 10 says, most assuredly, John 10, verse 1, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up from another way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2, but he who enters the door, who he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3, to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Praise God. Verse 4, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, and they know his voice. Verse 5, Then they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. That's my prayer, that in this journey and in this season, the Lord has been identifying and opening my eyes and my ears to what is God, God's voice, and what is a stranger's voice. So much in fact that I've asked him, Lord, show me, like, I want to know what he sounds like as a stranger. And I want, like, I need you to highlight this for me. And God is so gracious and kind because he was like, do you really, like, he asked, like, are you really, like, do you know what you're asking? I was like, yes, Lord, because I, apparently it's like what you're calling me to and it's your prayer, right? Like, or it's your red letter, Jesus, you said, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from, but will free, flee from him and they do not, for they do not know his, know the voice of strangers. So, since the, the the enemy comes in like an angel of light, I was the one that was like, Lord, I need to know, like, I don't want to know the voice of a stranger based on, like, he's so loud acting like an angel of light. I hope this is making sense, Holy Spirit. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you is, I've had to unlearn the the parts where I actually listened to a stranger because I thought it was God and it was actually an angel of light. Verse 6 says, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Verse 7, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 8, all who ever come bef came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. There are people in your life that 
you couldn't hear, like you, you couldn't listen to them or you couldn't like, it just vexed your spirit. It just didn't sit right. Now I'm not saying cause they're right or wrong or anything like that. I'm saying because there is that perspective of only certain people, the Lord will allow you allow to minister to you. Okay. What I'm saying, I'm hearing the Lord say, preparing you for the door. The Lord has been preparing you for a door that no man can close, that no one, no man can, can shut. He's giving you keys. Okay. He's giving you keys to a door that no man can shut. Let's go to Revelation 3, 7. And it reads, and the angel, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. Verse eight, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, kept my word, and have not denied my name. All of those things that I was talking to you about, that I've been personally walking through, thank you, Holy Spirit, it's because the Lord set a door before me. He is the door. And I want to encourage you that he's your door. Jesus Christ is your door. Everything that you need, he, you, he's the key, he's the door, he's everything. And because we have little strength right now, and we have kept his word, there's a promise, there's something that he gave you that when push comes to shove, it seems to be the very thing that is always attacked. And it's because... That's the giant you're called to slay. And because you have not denied his name, I want you to thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm thinking, I'm actually visualizing David and he's facing a giant. God had already anointed him to be king, but at the appointed time, uh, it would come to fruition. But he was called out and went before the uncircumcised Philistine, which was the giant, and was like, who do you think you are, okay? Mr. Big Stuff, you not going to get, okay? I'm just being funny. But that happened. The Lord presented a door. And because of his faith, because of your faith, even with little strength, if we look at David, he was small. He was young. Jesus says, I know your works in verse nine. See, I have set before you an open door. There is something that you're facing right now and it's an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word and have not denied my name. Even in your weakness, you have kept his word and have not de denied Jesus. 
and the attacks have probably come in many opportunities for you to deny him. Okay? Verse 9, Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Verse 10, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth my God hallelujah verse 11 verse 11 behold I am coming quickly hold fast what you have and know that hold fast hold on excuse me behold i am coming quickly hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown verse 12 he who overcomes i will make him a pillar in the temple of my god and he shall go out no more i will write him i will write on him the name of my god and the name of the city of my god the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write him, and I will write on him my new name. Many of you, many of us are receiving his new name. My God. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Going back, I'm going to be reading in back from in John 10, um, verse 7. It says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Verse 8. All who have ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10, this is a popular one, but I want you to hear it. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may live life and that they may have it more abundantly that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly so you will have life and you will have it more abundantly so you have life he's giving you life see this keys these doors this what door jesus has done for you he's it's it's the first conceptualization that i need you to understand is that your is, is that it's life he is the way, the truth, and the life, right? So that's the first that's the first step of that right there. The door. Boom, bam, bada bing, bada boom. Okay. That's the reason why the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to stop you from getting that understanding that Jesus is the way, the only door, the true door, the true way. Okay. And once that happens, that you have life and that you receive it, you realize I have life. I have life. And the more abundantly you have it is, it's not just in this, where we are right now. It's abundantly in Christ. It's here and in eternity. It's in abundance. 
So everything that you need as he is your provider is here in Jesus name. It's in Christ, meaning it's here. Like, and I'm saying in here, not because we're here on this earth. I'm saying it's here as in because you have the keys to the door, because you are in Jesus, because you are in Christ, your health, your wealth, your finances. And I'm not just talking about riches. I'm not talking about like money, monetary gain. I'm talking about health is wealth. Mindset is wealth. Family is wealth. Um, provision is wealth. Knowledge is wealth. Wisdom is wealth. Everything that you could possibly need. Friendships are wealth. Love is wealth. Joy is wealth. Peace is wealth. Like it's all wealth. When you tap in to Jesus, when you have that true drink, when you have that living water inside of you, it's everything. Everything is wealth in Christ Jesus. Verse 11, here's our focus scripture, John 10 verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And this is why he is the excellent teacher and shepherd. Because along this journey and what you've been facing, and, and I'm speaking from my story, right? I've shared there's many times where I've wanted to throw out the towel. I've literally waved it like, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Like I, and, and I can't like, I, it's so much what God has created me to do. Let me, let me just tell you this. Even if you know, you're born to do what you're doing and it's difficult because even if you try to quit or like say I'm done you can't like you can't quit like it's not created in you like you're it's not that you're allowed not like not allowed to because we have choice but there is this specific purpose that is inside of you and I'm going to speak this I mean I please hear me Holy Spirit give me the words Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus thank you Lord God hallelujah hallelujah a while back, and I've said this multiple times, the Lord told me, you can either do this in bondage or set free, but either way, what is inside of you must be birthed out, must come to fruition. Like it's going to happen no matter what. And to me, that was the concept of Matthew 7, where he talks about, you know, separating the wheat from the tear and that the wheat from the tear, they grow up together, right? So there's people saying that we delivered people in your name. We prophesied in your name. And he's like, away from me, doer of iniquity. I never knew you. And that, it scared me because it was like, I look, I said, I ain't trying to go to hell for nobody. You hear me? Like, I ain't trying to go to hell for nobody. Okay. Like, can I just, you know, be a wife, be a mom, you know, stay in my little nook and cranny in the corner? Like, cause what, that's just way too much pressure. Like I ain't trying to go to hell for nobody. I am not. And I don't want to be in a situation where they take away or it takes away my relationship with Jesus. If I am not wanting to seek you, if I am not, I'm, I'm like, Lord, this is, these are, these are my prayers. Lord Jesus, if it is going to take me away from you, if it is going to cause me to get to where I meet you, Jesus, and you say, do, doer of iniquity away from me, I never knew you, cut it off. Don't even let me, don't even let it be like that. That's for real. Okay. Because what is it to gain all of this in this world, but then to lose my soul and to burn in eternity 
and like I, I just like to me that concept is like being an eternity is like having a giant worm inside of your body that it's eating away at you and you feel it and you know it and it's happening and you can't do anything about it and it's for an eternity like you can't it's it there's nothing you can do it's just eating at you forever and then it's like the flesh grows back and it still eats and then the flesh grows back and it still eats and then the flesh grows back and it still eats and i know that's sick it's like oh my goodness but i'm t- i'm trying to express like eternity and the concept that i I like forever is a mighty long like time like I can't even conceptualize that like infinity and beyond like it's time and space like there's I can't even fathom that okay um I know there's like we have certain numbers like there are, I want you to think of it as this concept like man has said okay this is an infinite number this is the number okay that's where our mind has led us to think that that's where the number is but there's more than that it's beyond like we will never get to the understanding and the wisdom of god never tower of babel which is babylon okay to in today's world so it's like no matter what the world tries to do no matter how much they try like it's it's you know how i say like i'm only two steps ahead or whatever i want you to think of God is, God is a billion, trillion, I don't even know the next, like, gazillion, I don't know, uptillion, I don't even know, right, the numbers, okay, steps ahead, like, he created the steps, he is the steps, he is the way, the truth, and the like, like, all of that, okay, John eleven twenty five says, in the NLT version, says, anyone who believes in me will live, even after dying. So I need to, the whole, thank you, Holy Spirit. He wants me to expound upon this. Um, if we believe in Jesus today and we're having to die to our flesh in the spirit, right? And, and, and we have to do those things. And I struggle with this every day. So don't, you know, come on. It's life. It's real. Like it's it's a struggle. We have to go through these things. Anyone who believes in Jesus will live even after dying. That's scripture. John 11 verse 25, the NLT version. So if that's the concept in the now of even with me dying in my flesh, I am still living after. That is even when we die in the natural Okay, from ash to ash, from dirt to dirt. We still live after dying. This is why he's an excellent teacher and a shepherd. Because he's not just teaching you here to get to there, to eternity. But he is the excellent teacher. He is the door and he is the shepherd. He's the one making sure that 
when you enter in verse 9, John 10, verse 9, when he says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So you will go in and out. You will go in and out. You will go in and out and find pasture, meaning that once you believe in him, John 11, verse 25, which is we're in John 10, but the next chapter, even after when you go in and out, you will find pasture. I truly believe that we are in the season where the Lord is saying, embrace the pasture that I've given you. Embrace it. What's the pasture that he's given you? How do you enjoy the pasture that he's given you? Verse 11 is our focus and it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life, gives his life for the sheep. Verse 12, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. Verse 13, the hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. Verse 15, as the Father knows me, even so, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Verse 16, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. I hear the Lord saying, welcome to the flock. I am your shepherd. In Jesus' name. That is the characteristic of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is an excellent teacher and a shepherd, the true vine. And anyone who believes in him will live even after dying. I love you. God bless you. And I thank you for being on this adventure for the 25 characteristics of Jesus. I can't wait to see what unfolds in your life. God bless you. The 25 characteristics of Jesus and gratitude. Hey there, Awakened Leader. Well Valley Daily Life Workshops is looking for sponsors. Are you called to a higher level of stewardship, a higher level of leadership in your faith, family, and online business? Guess what? A fruitful foundation has your name on it, and it starts with learning and modeling from Jesus. Get this digital download and weekly accountability experience and get instant access into 
the weekly Call to Conquer Leadership Room inside Well Valley Daily Facebook group. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for 30 minutes, we have a Bible study and leadership check-in to help you motiv- to help motivate you, encourage you, and equip you with biblical principles and tools that'll help you walk this thing out as an awakened leader, which you are called to conquer in Jesus' name. So Feel free to get this experience by clicking the link in the description. It's free or you can sew and by sponsoring a daily life workshop where we help aspiring entrepreneurs get it together, create from the outcomes of their overcomes, identify their niche in the marketplace and launch their first product and or service. Awakened leaders arise. So I'm talking to the Josephs, the Daniels, the Esthers, the Debras, the Solomons, the Ruths, the Davids, the Jails, the Mary Magdalene's, the Peters, the Samaritan Woman's, the Pauls, and whoever the Holy Spirit has been leading and training you up to be more like Christ by using real people as an example from the Word of God. Our leadership program starts with the 25 characteristics of Jesus. So each ambassador, that's you or whoever you're led to sow into, for Christ so that they can tap into their fruitful leadership potential and serve from their gift unto Christ. Can't wait to see you inside of Well Belly Daily. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you.